This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie and helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. House Speaker Paul Ryan, House Speaker Paul Ryan will retire soon. He will retire soon. And uh, many of you probably heard the news over this past week of that, and that is that House Speaker Paul Ryan came out and announced that he will retire. Um, no one knows when. I assumed initially it would be in January at the end of this congressional session, but there are conflicting reports on that. So uh, we'll, we'll get into that more in the show But uh, thank you for joining Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. This is your host, Walker Wildman. If you want to find out more about the show, visit AFR.net. Our website is AFR.net. You can also download the podcast on your smart device, on your phone or your tablet. Download the podcast, and you can also find me on Twitter at Walker Wildman, at Walker Wildman on Twitter. And one more thing, uh, this uh, upcoming week, uh, April 17th through 19th, we're having our spring share And basically what our share is, is twice a year in the fall and the spring, we ask our listeners, our supporters, to come alongside us and uh, financially support the work of American Family Association and American Family Radio. And you can do that next week. April 17th through 19th. It's a Tuesday through a Thursday. You can call in to American Family Radio. We'll give out the number next week. Or you can visit our website early next week, AFR.net, and donate online. But we are a listener-supported broadcast ministry of the American Family Association, which means we need you to stay on the air. So Speaker Paul Ryan will be will not be seeking re-election And this is good news. This is good news for many folks. Specifically, it's good news for conservatives. And before I kind of uh, delve into his retirement, what it means, etc., I'll go ahead and play a clip. This is clip one. This is how Speaker Paul Ryan, uh, this is a, he gave a 10 or 15 minute uh, press conference on his retirement and why he's doing so. But this, this part kind of stood out to me. This is clip one. You all know that I did not seek this job. I took it reluctantly. Uh, But I have given this job everything that I have. And I have no regrets whatsoever for having accepted this responsibility. This has been one of the two greatest honors of my life. The job provides incredible opportunities. But the truth is, it's easy for it to take over everything in your life. And you can't just let that happen because there are other things in life that can be fleeting as well. Namely, your time as a husband and a dad, which is the other great honor of my life. Uh, That's why today I'm announcing that this year will be my last one as a member of the House. Uh, To be clear, I am not resigning. I intend to full my served term as I was elected to do. 
But I will be retiring in January, leaving this majority in good hands with what I believe is a very bright future. Well, there you have it. House Speaker Paul Ryan there announcing he's going to retire, not resign. And one thing that stood out to me in that clip is that he emphasized uh, wanting to go home to his family. And I thought that was encouraging to hear, you know. I disagree uh, on substance and, and some political viewpoints and policy points with House Speaker Paul Ryan. And I've voiced that on the show before. I've called on him to resign. And I'm probably going to, you know, regurgitate all that, all my discontent with House Speaker Paul Ryan in a few minutes. But anyways, he has, he's been, one thing he's been consistent on, and that is his importance, the importance of, of family, and that he does not want to be a, quote, weekend dad going forward. So I thought that was very encouraging. You don't often hear that out of Washington. A lot of folks stay there forever. They stay there until they pass away, um, and that's not how it's supposed to be. So that's encouraging that House Speaker Paul Ryan is going home to be with his family. But uh, Paul Ryan is, was, is and has been bad on conservative issues bad on conservative issues, and some might be saying, well, Walker, isn't he a Republican, and he, he campaigns on conservative issues, and, you know, he, he knows how to, to handle the budget well and stuff? Well, not really, not really. Before he became House Speaker, many viewed him as a conservative, as a conservative, but as things played out the last two years, he's not a conservative. He may be conservative on some issues, but here are some issues that he's not conservative. And the first thing is illegal immigration. Paul Ryan was soft. His whole career, was he was very soft on illegal immigration. When I say soft, he did not legitimately want to fight to build a wall and cut off illegal immigration along with what President Trump wants to do. So now he wouldn't say that. But if you look at his voting record and his actions, he never fought tooth and nail for a border wall or for tightening up on illegal immigration. Another place he went wrong is the issue of fiscal responsibility. And he was he was he was known to be kind of a budget hawk and a budget guru uh, throughout most of his time in Congress. Everybody kind of lo- uh, looked looked to Paul Ryan to figure out how to fix uh, financial issues in the country. But when he took over speakership, he totally fumbled that ball. He totally fumbled that ball because he started agreeing with the Democrats on these budget deals. So he would meet, he would he would uh, huddle up with the Democrats and pass these horrible spending bills like we saw three weeks ago, the omnibus, and they're horrible. So, and not not to mention, not only that, he would he would do a lot of this stuff without input from much of his conference, much of his Republican conference. So it is good that Paul Ryan is retiring. And this brings us uh, to the next subject, and that is who will take his place? Who will take Paul Ryan's place, and when will it happen? We don't really know. No one really knows. My instinct initially was that House Speaker Paul Ryan as he mentioned, would complete his term, which would end in January when the new Congress is sworn in. But he 
he is not committed to that. He is not committed to that. So no one really knows. No one really knows. It may be then, but I've also heard from sources that it could be he could give up his speakership within the next week or two. And that uh, would not surprise me. And here's why. There's about to be, not many people are talking about this right now, but there is about to be a civil war within the Republican Party. And I know that used, that term gets overused because we always had this divide within the Republican Party, but there's going to be this battle, if that's a better term, within the Republican Party. And here's why. Who's going to be the next House Speaker? Will it be another Paul Ryan, a Paul Ryan 2.0? Will it be another John Boehner? Many of you remember that. Or will we pick someone that we're satisfied with as Republicans and as conservatives? And that's going to be a hard battle that is going to be fought. So a couple names that are on the short list for House Speaker. The first one is Kevin McCarthy. Representative Kevin McCarthy, I believe he's out of California, he has been in in House leadership for a number of years. He actually ran for House Speaker a couple of years ago, the same year that Paul Ryan ran for House Speaker, but he dropped out of the race for various reasons, conflicting reports on why he dropped out of the Speaker race. But nonetheless, McCarthy ran for House Speaker a couple of years ago and dropped out of the race. Another person, another name that is being circulated for the speakership is Representative Steve Scalise out of Louisiana. Steve Scalise um, has also been in Republican House leadership. He was the he has been the majority whip, so the guy that runs around and collects votes and gets everybody in line to pass a bill. That would be Representative Steve Scalise. And here's all I'll say on the two of them without getting too much into that. And maybe I'll cover this more next week. But let me just say this. Those two men that I talked about, um, I have a lot of respect for our representative Steve Scalise. Um, don't know him personally, but I have know people who have been around him that do know him personally. And from what I see, he's a very reputable person. But both McCarthy and Steve Scalise will be status quo Leaders, they will be status quo majority leaders in the House, assuming we keep the majority, the Republicans. So I think we don't, I think we need someone, I think we need new leadership. Let me just say that. I think we need new leadership. And what I mean by new leadership, that is someone who has not served in House leadership before, who has not served in House leadership before. And I think it would be really great if it was a House Freedom Caucus member. Many of you have heard of the House Freedom Caucus. They're the ones in the House that fight for conservative principles. They're steady in it, and they get a lot of blowback sometimes because there's about 30 or 40 of them. And the House Freedom Caucus, they're about the only ones in the House, for the most part, that are consistently conservative, and they always fight for the right thing. They always fight for the right thing, and they hardly ever back down. So I think we need fresh and new leadership in the House. So we'll see how that pans out. But the, the thing about, about this is I would not be surprised if 
they try to ram through this vote on who the next House Speaker is within the next few weeks. Because conservatives, we take a little while to coalesce and plan and strategize. They've been working on this for, I would bet, months on how to get their status quo establishment Republican as House Speaker. We'll see how it goes, but we need to get ready to fight. I would encourage you, go ahead and and be thinking about this. Go ahead and read up on this. I'll post some links on the podcast page at AFR.net. But we need to be ready for a fight within the Republican Party and a fight for a conservative, a true conservative, to be the next House Speaker. All right, folks, you're listening to Exposing Washington. We're going to go to a break for a few minutes, and we'll be back on more Washington insider information. Talk to you then. Hi, Janet Mefford here of Janet Mefford Live. I'm amazed at how God is using American Family Radio in the lives of our listeners. I want to thank American Family Radio for keeping me abreast of the news from a Christian worldview, for their heart, for the world, for the lost, for missions, for America, for the leaders, for Christians here and everywhere. I encourage everyone to give to AFR. And my heart is that I'll be able to give more and pray for more because you're doing an amazing job. Thank you so much. God bless every staff member for all that you do for us. God is using American Family Radio to inform, equip, and activate our listeners to strengthen the moral foundations of American culture. Please partner with us in this important effort during our three-day share beginning Tuesday, April 17th. The influence of media is so very powerful over a person. American Family Association and the family of Anna Bright want to warn you about the Netflix program, 13 Reasons Why. I really feel in my heart with all my soul that that show contributed to her passing. After binge watching season one of 13 Reasons Why, 14-year-old Anna Bright committed suicide in the same manner depicted on the show. To portray suicide, first of all, as an option, is not a good thing. To portray it graphically, it leaves you vulnerable to the enemy's attack, which I think it definitely did for our daughter. She took a permanent solution to a temporary situation. Help protect our teens by signing the AFA petition urging Netflix to pull season one and cancel the upcoming season two of 13 Reasons Why. You can see Anna's story and sign the petition at afa.net. That's afa.net. Welcome back to Exposing Washington on American Family Radio. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. I am your host, Walker Wildman. Well, just during the break, I'm reading, I'm keeping up with the news as we do the show, and it appears that Paul Ryan has just endorsed Kevin McCarthy to be the next House Speaker. Paul Ryan just endorsed Kevin McCarthy to be the next House Speaker. Well, there you go, folks. The war has begun within the Republican Party, and I'm just going to let you know that does not look good to me. That does not look good to me because if we have someone that Paul Ryan endorses, namely McCarthy, as the next House Speaker, things are not going to go well. 
things are not going to go well, and we're going to circle back around. If we don't win this battle and get a conservative as House Speaker, we're going to circle back around in six months or a year, maybe even less, and we're going to be complaining, myself included, about how we need a new House Speaker. We need a new conservative House Speaker. So this is the time to fight, folks. This is the time to make a difference. Oftentimes I come on the show and I complain about what's going wrong in Washington. And oftentimes I try to offer up some kind of solution. And But now it's game time. It's game time. We've, we've, we're informed. Uh, I, I try to help equip you as a listener uh, to what's going on in Washington. But, Washington, but now is the time to fight. And to, to give you uh, a little hint, stay tuned to American Family Radio, specifically our, 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 our 501c4 affiliate, AFA Action. You can visit their website, afaaction.net. I'll post this on the podcast page, afaaction.net. On that page, within the next few days, we're going to come out and inform you on who might could be the next House Speaker. What person as a conservative might make a good House Speaker? That's our 501c4 a governmental affairs affiliate of the American Family uh, Association. So stay tuned to that. But on to another topic, and this has all been going on on Capitol Hill this week. This is clip two. Mike Pompeo, who is the current CIA director, is now going through Senate confirmation hearings to be the next Secretary of State under President Trump. And this is Senator Cory Booker, who's a far-left Democrat. This is him questioning Mike Pompeo for the State Department position. I have a minute left because I do want to give you a chance to speak about your comments on gay and lesbians. You said in a speech that uh, mourning an America that endorses perversion and calls it an alternative lifestyle, those are your words, is being gay a perversion? Senator, I, 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 when I was a politician, I had a very clear view on uh, whether it was appropriate for two same-sex persons to marry. I stand by that. So you, so it's, you do not believe it's appropriate for two gay people to marry? Senator, I continue to hold that view. It's the same view. And so people in the State Department, I met some in Africa, that are married under your leadership. You do not believe that that should be allowed. Senator, we have, I I believe it's the case, we have married uh, gay couples at the CIA. You should know. I treated them with the exact same set of rights. Do you believe that gay sex is a perversion? Yes or no? Senator, if I I can... Yes or no, sir. Do you believe that gay sex is a perversion? Because it's it's what you said here in one of your speaches. Yes or no, do you believe gay sex is a perversion? Senator, I'm going to give you the same answer I just gave you previously. My my respect for every individual, regardless of their sexual orientation, is the same. Well, that's it. That was Senator Cory Booker. Uh, Off the top of my head, I don't recall what state he is senator of. But that's Senator Booker questioning grilling Mike Pompeo, who is up to be the next Secretary of State, on his view of homosexuality and whether it is a perversion. This is so wrong, folks. This is so wrong. And here's why. First off, he's running to be the Secretary of State. He's running to be the next Secretary of State. How many times is he going to have to work and, 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 and weigh out the issue of homosexuality? I would argue rarely his view of human sexuality, which is actually a biblical view, Senator, I mean, uh, Mike Pompeo's view is biblical. It has basically nothing to do with being the top diplomat of the United States. As a matter of fact, 
it might actually benefit Mike Pompeo to hold the biblical view on marriage and human sexuality because many of the countries that he works with hold the same view. Many of the countries that he works with hold the same view. And this is the basic fact. Two people of the same sex engaging in sexual activity is a perversion. That's basic science and it's basic morality and biblical teaching. This has been the case for hundreds and thousands of years that the best and most healthy lifestyle is that when two people of the opposite sex become married and enter a union, that is the most healthy place for sexual activity. That is widely accepted, not only amongst Christians, but it's widely accepted amongst physicians, doctors, and even psychologists. This is widely accepted. That's why there's warnings all over the place for sexually transmitted diseases. Now, yes, those diseases can be passed amongst heterosexual couples, but much of the AIDS and HIVs, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, are passed on and originated through unnatural sexual intercourse, such as same-sex activity. But Mike Pompeo gets grilled there by Booker, Senator Cory Booker, which his name kind of wants, wants me to make me laugh, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Senator Cory Booker is grilling Mike Pompeo over his view of human sexuality, and he doesn't back down. Mike Pompeo doesn't back down, and I, I give him a thumbs up for that, for holding his ground. But this just shows how far out of touch and far, honestly, immoral these folks are, including, including Senator Booker. And it really brings up the case that, that I believe that if people like Senator Cory Booker would have their way, people that hold a biblical view of human sexuality and basically any other topic, they would not be allowed to serve in public office. I genuinely believe that because many of you remember when Senator Bernie Sanders grilled one of President Trump's nominees, his name was Russell Vaught, to work at the White House. He grilled him on his view of the centrality of Jesus Christ. The centrality of Jesus Christ, meaning is Jesus Christ the one and only way to access the Father? The one and only way to salvation? Is Jesus Christ the one and only way to salvation? Russell Vaught stood his ground. And he said, yes, I wrote, it was an article, about the centrality of Jesus Christ. And it kind of countered moral relativism. And he was grilled by Senator Bernie Sanders on that topic. So, uh, so that, that's what happened on Capitol Hill this week. And I am glad that Mike Pompeo stood his ground. And I'm not sure if you heard it in that clip, but he essentially said, I still hold, I'm paraphrasing here, I still hold that same viewpoint, and that viewpoint being that Mike Pompeo believes in a biblical view and a natural view of human sexuality. And kudos to him on that. Many folks fold, went under that pressure, but he did not fold, and I congratulate him for that. Switching topics here, the first segment we talked about House Speaker Paul Ryan retiring and who should take his place. Then we just skimmed over uh, how Mike Pompeo being grilled by the one of the lefties in the Senate about his view of human sexuality. But now we're going to move on 
to the Mueller investigation. Early this week, in the wee hours of the night, President Trump's personal attorney had a raid conducted on his personal office and his house, or his he was staying in a hotel room at the time because there was renovations going on in his home. So basically, his home away from home, his hotel room. Both of those were raided in the wee hours of the morning. And guess what? It was a ref- it occurred because of a referral from Robert Mueller. But guess what? The information they collected and the information they sought from the search warrant had nothing to do with the investigation between Russia and President Trump and what they call as potential collusion there. It had nothing to do with it. So this whole Mueller investigation has gotten totally out of control. And Attorney General Jeff Sessions and Rod Rosenstein at the Department of Justice, they got to rein this in. They got to rein this in. On to another topic. We're covering a lot of things on the show today. Is the conflict in Syria. The conflict in Syria, and I believe I talked about this uh, maybe a little bit last week, but the conflict in Syria is this. You have Assad, who's the dictator um, in Assyria, and there's a civil war been going on there for years. A civil war been going on in Syria for years, and President Trump and his administration now is weighing on they're weighing currently weighing whether they should get involved there. And I voiced my opinion on this several times that we need to be careful about getting involved in these foreign wars that do not directly implicate our national security. Now, I understand we need to go after terrorists. We need to go after ISIS and groups like it so they don't plot uh, uh, plot attacks against American citizens in the United States. But as far as these civil wars and this anarchy, we don't need to be getting involved in it, in my opinion, unless it directly impacts our national security or the national security of someone, an ally like Israel or maybe another country who we are closely aligned with in ideology. But uh, but but good news on that front, and that is at first it appeared that President Trump was going to launch a, an attack against Syria in response to the chemical weapons use over there, of which we really don't know who used the chemical weapons. Some say it was Assad. I'm not really sure who it was. I'm still open to finding that out. But nonetheless, President Trump has kind of pulled back. At first, it it, uh, it appeared that he was going to jump right in that and start fighting with Assad and getting all involved in that mess and maybe sending troops over there. Who knows? We already have a little bit there, a couple thousand. But I believe that President Trump is kind of pulling back. He's being reeled back in, and he's taking an overall view of this on whether we should get involved. And that is a good thing. Uh, John Bolton, who's a former ambassador, is now the new national security advisor. John Bolton, he is excellent. Many of you might have seen him maybe on Fox News or other places. He is an excellent national security advisor, and I believe he is going to advise President Trump in the right path and the right way to handle Syria and many other foreign policy decisions. So thank God we have someone like John Bolton in the White House giving wise counsel to President Trump. Well, folks, a lot of uh, uh, good news out of the show today. Some uh, some not so good news in some areas, but we must keep up the fight. We must keep up the fight. As Brian Fisher says on Focal Point on American Family Radio, this is a winnable war. We'll be back next week. Stay tuned. <laughs>